Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me. I've been around the world, nah, yeah, yeah. I am my own baby. John Wayne, that's right. Here I am. I am back in the Neon Palace of Sin in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. I've been on the road for a month. If you guys listened to uh, last episode that uh, came out later in the week, this past week, I apologize for that, but it did uh, contain my my recap of the last convention I was at, Cherry Hill Monster Mania, and, uh, and all of the ventures. We'll talk more about that today, but man, I'm home. It's good to be home, and I do like saying that this is my home now. It feels very good to be here. And, uh, you know, after um, an awesome time on the road and, and uh, coming off of a lot of success, it's it's nice to, to get back home and reground yourself. And I feel awesome being here. So I am here this morning. I have a huge piping cup of black coffee. It's so uh, black and deadly. It's from Mexico. I don't even know what it's called. It's in like a silver bag in the fridge. I'm not supposed to ask questions and uh, it's no markings on it, you know, but I got, I made, I made a huge pot of that this morning. Um, it's very good. I, I am smoking some excellent wheat. If those of you following along on my, my, le- my uh, living in a, a legal state, uh, a recreationally legal state, um, you know, I, I love my my weed, but you know, here it's even, oh, it's even better. Let's see, I've been smoking uh, this morning um, a, a, a strain called uh, Candyland that I I picked up, and then I I also uh, mixed in a little uh, blackjack. Now, I like both of those strains very much, but the one that I'm really I picked up because I got four different uh, strains when I got home uh, is Jenny Kush. This is I I cannot uh, recommend this more highly. Um, this one has really done the goods, if you know what I mean. Jenny Kush, very good fucking weed. Um, anyway, so I've been smoking that. I'm feeling fine, fine and dandy, like all of the candy. Uh, but yeah, it's it's great uh, to to live here um, for a lot of reasons. But also, you know, with the weed thing, um, as you know, if you listened to the last episode, I was, you know, I kind of miscalculated my. My consumption, or 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 something, uh, maybe I I forgot to carry the one or two or Scooby Doo. I'm not sure, but I did mess up and I I ran out of weed. Like smoked the last dust of me, and it wasn't just like I went out with a bang. Like I I knew the end was coming, and uh, I started just rationing. You know, just a little bit here, a pinch here, a poke. You know, don't you know? I won't. Maybe don't smoke a whole bowl here, and I I smoked the last little bit I had. Before I left for New Jersey, when I left my mom's house, and uh, you know, it was uh, it was fine. I survived. Hey, I survived, and ended up stopping in Illinois on the way after the the convention home, um, and and you know, and got some lovely, lovely cannabis products. And I talked about that last week on the on the episode. So, but now I'm back. Uh, I went to Oasis. Shouts out to Os- to Os- Oasis, uh, Las Vegas, um, fucking dispensary, badass uh, downtown location uh hooked me up and set it up so anyway that's not branded content i just uh i've just given them a shout out and i love weed so i'm here as you can tell i'm all ready to go with my coffee uh and and my weed and i'm back here with you guys so first of all before we get uh, way ahead of ourselves huge shouts out to all of my patreon supporters hey guys thank you so so much uh everything that you know, it's been happening, it's being on the road, it's go, 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 and your support keeps me going, means 
the world to me. I can't thank you enough. So those of you who are on my Patreon, thank you guys so, so much. Um, if you would like to check out my Patreon and maybe you're like, hey, I'd like to support old Uncle Johnny, you could go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, you can select one of the tiers that I have set up, get you some goodies going there. Plus every tier, no matter which one you join, gets you access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast in which I talk to the people that I meet uh, around the country and world even, artists of all disciplines, all different types, uh, including um, actors, which we will be uh, talking about one uh, a little bit later in the show. But I am, uh, we're right at 100 episodes right there. So you get access to all of the back episodes of that podcast, plus cool things that I put up on the wall. For instance, uh, I did a... Um, a few weeks back when I was visiting my mom in Pennsylvania, uh, we drove out to uh, Tawanda, which is a small town. My mom lives in the woods and the mountains. We all know that. Or if you don't, it's out there. So we go to a little pub like in, in town bar and uh, I end up doing like a, you know, asking like, hey, can I play? Like, because they were having karaoke night and no one was singing, whatever. I, I told the story. They, they let me play. I played like a 45 minute set. Scarlett uh, recorded the whole thing. And uh, did a, it's an awesome video, but now that that is up on the Patreon wall. So you can watch that whole kind of impromptu performance uh, there. Just join by joining any tier of the uh, of the whole thing. Lots of good, fun stuff going up on there now, especially that I'm uh, back in the swing of traveling. There will be a lot of cool people on the podcast, new people, um, a lot of different uh, videos and things like that and, and recordings. Um of my exploits and adventures on on the road will go up there as well. So please check it out. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Uh, I appreciate any support. I just appreciate you guys listening to the show and the sound of my voice right now. Thank you guys so much. So Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Also, um, so yeah. Oh, and before I forget too, also, um, I, uh, a lot of you guys know that I make these, these bookmarks. They're metal iridescent kind of holographic bookmarks. I make a different design and um, I limit those to a hundred per design and I sign and number them. So while I was on the road this past time, I picked up design number four and sold them all and, but was able to get design number five made and, and got those for the Cherry Hill show, which I then sold a lot of those. So I say all this to say I have put a limited number of those up on the shop page at johnwayneisdead.com um, before I go back out on the road because I'll be taking those with me. But I, I have a few up there. Uh, they're, they're limited. So first come, first serve. And uh, they're at the shop page, johnwayneisdead.com slash shop. Uh, and, you know, like I said, once these are gone, I don't make this design again. So you get one sign numbered and that's it. They don't, they don't come back. They don't get renumbered or anything like that. So, you know, if you want to check them out, they're pretty cool. Go to the shop page. Uh, like I said, first come first serve of those. So got that all out of the way. Um, it's good to be back. It's good. You know, since we got back home, Scarlett and I and Boney, um, kind of, you know, do, do, doing the reacclimation thing. We're still only home. Like as I record this, it's still only been like four days, I think since we've been home. But, you know, we're trying to get back in the swing of things, you know, uh, dipping our toe back out. It took took some time to go out for old uh, St. Paddy's Day. Uh, not on purpose, not because we're like those people or anything, but um, it was like, let's go have a drink. Oh, it's St. Patrick's Day? Oh, shit. So it was kind of one of those things, but, you know, we weren't out like 
drinking green beer and, and fucking hunting leprechauns or anything like that. Although I would love to hunt a leprechaun sometime. Uh, but uh, that's a different podcast. So no, we, we got, you know, getting settled in, just kind of working on stuff. Um, I've been doing a lot of revising and uh, trying to get other things set up here in the in the, my office situation and, and the Neon Palace of Sin uh, as it is, uh, you know, coming all together with my uh, now new vibe added to the already amazing vibe. It's great. Anyway, we're getting settled in and um, things are going well. It's just, uh, you know, that reentry period when, you, when you're out for a while uh, it can vary, you know, in time. Sometimes it's, it's more, sometimes it's less, sometimes it just has to be less because you don't have a lot of time so you know getting on uh getting back on the stick for sure because i actually don't have uh too much time uh here at home because we leave again in uh another week or a week and a half uh to go to authorcon in williamsburg virginia Ooh, colonial williamsburg whist away to history watch butter being churned before your eyes goats run amok sheep shorn and Bush Gardens. Who could forget Bush Gardens? Uh, a theme park built by a brewery uh, to, to cover losses and, and, and make a, a launder money through. I don't know. That's allegedly. I don't know that. But Bush Gardens, you know, I, it, the Bush Gardens is, is really a theme park. If you don't, people don't know. It's across the street from where they do the Scares at Care Hotel. And I'm always like, what the fuck is Bush Garden? Who's going there? There's like tumbleweeds rolling through the parking lot. Like, what do they have? It looks like more like weird history, like you're churning butter in there. It's like, man, you just paid to churn butter down the road with some fucking hairy-legged, uh, you know, cover-your-head fucking Amish chick or woman person, you know, no offense. But then what, you got to go in, and now you got to watch a dude that's in, like, a fucking bear costume churn butter, and you paid for that, too? I don't know. But instead of doing that while you're in Williamsburg, you come to AuthorCon that first week of April, first weekend in April there. Uh, we'll be, I'll be there, Christopher Triana, all, all, all of our favorite authors will be there, plus some, some guests, special guests. But yeah, we're getting back on the road very soon. So getting settled, but, but also knowing like, hey, you can't, you know, just fucking, I can't, it's not just like a shutdown period or anything like that. It's, it's kind of like a, a rolling stop, if you will. But anyway, uh, feeling good, get you know, feeling good to be here, feeling good to be working on uh, all of our things here. So, man, um, it's it's good to be back in the, uh, I guess, the flow of the the regular kind of, uh, you know, uh, how how do I? I'm so high. The segments of the podcast, you know, we, since I've been on the road. You know, we get a lot, I do a lot of them just from the road and, you know, you've got uh, other people joining in with me and things like that. And it, the format kind of changes. But, you know, hey, we're back on format while while we're in the old Neon Palace um, of sin. So, uh, man, I can't believe I even took notes and then just didn't even put them out. What a dumbass I am. Um, here I am. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, so we are getting back on format. And I think... Um, that uh, I guess will bring us, we're just going to just slide right on into our DMs of, not the DMs, but our three-card tarot reading of the day. That's right. Uh, before every episode, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself, just uh, looking at the things that are on my mind, um, writing them down, my thoughts, and, and just kind of trying to just get a different perspective, stepping back at a different way of looking at things maybe and, and help uh, 
you know, a fresh set of uh, eyes or a fresh way to look at it through the, the prism of the cards. So, uh, without further ado, uh, so this week, of course, you know, like I've been talking about at the at the top of the show, getting back into the, the home and, and kind of recharging, that's been on my mind, mentally and physically recharging, um, but staying sharp, like keeping sharp, keeping discipline, not slipping uh, on things. And, you know, just staying like, I don't know, I'm feeling like super driven, you know, I'll say that this year started off great. I'm I'm feeling better than I ever have or have in forever. And I, that being just super driven is on my mind and not fucking that up. So good decisions and making good decisions, making good, you know, choices, uh, planning, all, all of the things that go with that. So these, are, this is what's been on my mind, um, you know, this week. So, so, uh, let's get right into this, uh, here. So the first card, uh, I got was the four of wands and, uh, that is in the upright position. So this card is all about, you know, you look at this card, there are people on it, uh, they're, they're waving their hands in the air, like they just don't care, they've got flowers, and they're like, hey, we're partying over here, come on, we're celebrating, and boy, is it, it looks great, so that's what this card is, this is in the upright position, this is about, you know, celebration, happiness, but most of all, it's about appreciating the things that we've accomplished or or appreciating the good things that we do have in our life, uh, regardless of what may be going on. So in this instance, this is saying, you know, you, you've hit, maybe you've hit a milestone, maybe something's happened, you know, no matter how big or small, you've achieved something and it's time to celebrate. Um, it's time to take, make sure we take the time to recognize our achievement and, and appreciate that we've been able to do that, but also it's okay to celebrate that to, with, with our friends, with our family, with the people we love, uh, no matter what capacity uh, that is. It can be a huge party. It can be just you and your dog. It can be whatever. But, it, but it's just saying we need to take that time out to acknowledge this accomplishment and you know, and, and celebrate, celebrate ourselves, acknowledge that we, you know, we've done a good thing. We've worked hard for this and we deserve it. Um, so also, you know, this is saying like, you know, go back to, you're, you're also returning back to a place where you're familiar, where you're, you feel comfortable, right? After, after you've gone and done this, kind of like being on the road for a while and coming home, right? Uh, so you're, you, you, while you're here, it's important to be around the people who you love and care about, um, it's kind of like a recharge and just to even just even if you're just celebrating your friendship with them you don't have to like throw a party like and have a little pennant that says friendship but you know it's it's just important sometimes if we even just acknowledge it to ourselves like you know what this is this is good it this doesn't suck to be me you know this is I, i'm really happy you know these little kind of things so with that uh you know you've you've done something we're we're taking time to celebrate and it's we've grown we've achieved something and with this is also saying like you know do we do need to take the time to to appreciate uh the fruits of our na- our, our neighbor and our labor like i said you know you know let yourself uh you know feel good about what you've done if you worked hard for this just make sure that we it's essential or it's it's important that we recognize when we 
do these things, when we, we hit a milestone, um, even if it's just to ourselves, if it's taking a note, if it's journaling, whatever it is, I'm just trying to give uh, other examples of how, you know, you can do this or how we can do this. You're not like, John, we got to have a fucking party because I fucking, you know, paid my credit card off. Well, maybe, I don't know, but just, uh, you, just, uh, whatever, or you, you passed the test or you got your fucking certification. I don't know, but it's important. We work hard and, uh, and we should be proud and, and just know sometimes it's, hard, at least speaking for myself, to want to say like, yeah, I did a, I did good because I'm always like, all right, fine, next, what's next, you know, but I've had to learn and uh, to stop a little bit and be like, okay, hey, this is a good thing. So, hey, you done good, kid. So, next card I get, the chariot. Uh, and I get, this is in the reversed position uh, that I got today. So, with the chariot, it's saying like, you know what when the chariots okay when the chariots right side up it's like you, you know you may have like you know should i do this should i do this project should i blah 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 and it's saying yes when it's reversed it's like all right buddy let's uh let's hang out for a second um whether you're just coming off of you know uh finishing something like like hitting a milestone or reaching a goal or you're doing something that's just like not working out and you've just been throwing yourself into this thing and it's you know it's not going the way you want it to. It's not going how as fast as you want it to. I, whatever that is, this is kind of like a hey, let's stop for a second and and back up and get some perspective of why are we doing this or why did we do this that we have comp- accomplished? And these are things like I, I like to say, just you you want to always check in on yourself, check in with yourself. You know, it's not uh, the path shifts and changes. You know, you have your your ultimate goal out there, you're working towards it, but sometimes the the path that is laid you you laid out initially changes because obstacles or or this or that or this comes up and you find this is better. So you you, you always want to check to make sure that we're still just trying to go to that ultimate goal. It's still the same and that we're on the right track to do that. So this is a time like, okay, let's pause here um, and, and see if this is still the right path that I'm on. Also you know, this is some, this, while we're doing this, or we could be uh, trying to do what we're going to, you know, see what we're going to do next or finish what we're trying to do that's not going so well. And we're, we're finding, we're letting people get in our way. We're letting things get in our way in that basically like the people around us are kind of beating us down. Like, ah, you're not going to do this. This is, this is too hard. You don't have this, like, and that's, what that's the thing that's keeping us from moving forward with this. So it's it's basically kind of like you need to look at it as like, am I gonna let other people tell me what I can and can't do, or am I gonna follow like do this because I said I was gonna do it? And and that's what you need to do. And this is like a time also looking at that, jumping off of that to you know we are taking a, you know when we do take this pause, it's t- time to tighten up everything around tighten the house up you gotta tighten and that's with that i mean discipline getting back into the groove like for me i look at this it's like okay i just came off the road i need to take a time to be like yeah that's a good thing i did good but let's see what the next move is take a break but also like don't think it's time to loosen let your hair down and stop fucking doing my daily thing it's like it's like keep that discipline tight right now you know don't fall off don't think that we're in the clear or something or we've achieved a you know fucking the next higher 
whatever level of existence. No, we have to keep doing our thing. So just tighten, keep keep focused on that, and uh, and and when we're doing these things through this, we'll we'll know like what the next step should be, or if we should keep on with that. But we just need to take this pause. So next card, four of cups reversed. So I, I really do like the Four of Cups. I've talked about this card a lot. Um, when it's in the reverse position, this again is is talking about a period of uh, introspection or or taking a time to actually like look within yourself, uh, meditate, step away from uh, social being so social or or you know whatever to take some time to yourself to just kind of realign yourself. Make sure that your, you know, intuition is flowing right. Get back on track because, you know, it's it's like a perfect time to check in on yourself. Like I just said from the last card, make sure your path is still right because, you know, keeping our discipline right because if this this is where we look in on ourselves, you know, kind of get everything connected, get everything aligned, stop letting bullshit bring us down or, or affect us that when it doesn't, you know, it shouldn't affect us. We don't need to worry about things that we can't control or have no control over, i.e. what people may say or do uh, about you, whatever that, those things that, that, you know, you can't control those things. Focus on what we can control. What we can control is continuing forward with our goal, like looking you know, down the path and, and rearranging, going around obstacles, making it to the end. That's what we can control. So that's what we need to focus on and take this time of introspection and kind of meditation to to do that. That's what this card is. So that is our reading for the week. It's kind of been a been a while since I've gotten to do one of those since I've been out there. And uh, uh, that was that was good. I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well. Um, yeah, so um, moving right along. Uh, I mentioned the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast uh, earlier in this show and how I have artists of all different kinds on there. And uh, that's no lie. And and uh, I've been trying to make sure I, I, I put a little bit of the episode that's going up this week here, give you a little taste of it so you can see what's going on, who I'm talking to, and uh, hopefully you'll check them out. And then if you want to hear the rest of the interview, you pop on over to John Wayne is dead. Dot, wait, wait, no, that's my, well, you can go to johnwaynesdead.com and get to my Patreon, but you can also go to patreon.com slash johnwaynesdead and join one of the tiers and you can hear the rest of this episode, the rest of uh, what I'm going to play you here and uh, all the other ones. So I uh, I had the pleasure of speaking to a, a good friend of mine that I've made on the road in, the, in my travels. He is a uh, an actor and I met him at the horror cons and he's a good, good dude, always coming through and... Uh, I finally got to sit down and have him on the podcast. This is my buddy Mike Katz. You uh, you gotta check us check us out. We're we're rapping, we're gabbing, and uh, he had he. It was awesome to uh, hear about his kind of his journey and in, in, in getting into film uh, acting. And uh, we talked. Uh, we had a great conversation. So here's a little bit of my talk with uh, my buddy uh, actor Mike Katz. So I've been going to horror cons for probably ten years, close to ten years now. Love it, horror fan. Love everything about it. And over the years, been thinking, wow, it'd actually be kind of cool to, you know, do one of these movies, whether yeah. it's mainstream. I mean, mainstream's relative, but really anything about horror. And I was like, actually, you know, it'd be kind of fun to participate. And a couple of years ago, I saw an ad for 
So my first film was Clown Motel it was a, 2. It was on Backpage.com. It was on Backpage.com. <laughs> no, remember no. the good old days? The good old, oh gosh, the good old, yes. We'll, we'll keep that, that story's supposed to be for later. But yeah, so <laughs> and, and on Facebook, ad for Facebook. So anyway, so the Clown Motel, if you folks aren't, don't are familiar, it's a motel. It's out in Nevada, about three hours north of Vegas. You can stay the night. It's near what a cemetery. It? It? It's in a town called Tonopah, Nevada. Yes. yes. So, so it's kind of going towards ghost town. Like it really is. Virginia and it's City on and these lists. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's on the, all these lists of most fucked up haunted places in Nevada. I've stayed I've stayed at the, we stayed actually there. Damn, filmed a movie awesome. there. Middle of middle of Bumbleville. It's yeah. near it's on top of an old cemetery. Yeah. You walk in the rooms, the rooms are all clowny. The lobby has 200 clowns. All it's it's yeah, clown it, it's, statues. it's hilarious. There's a cemetery right. right. It's literally in a cemetery. Same, like, yeah, in the in the parking lot. Okay, so hold on. Before we're jumping so far. How did yeah. you get to that did okay answered an ad what, what how sure did, so how, so like, was, walk us through that. right so i was familiar with the clown motel already by itself mm-hmm. and they made a clown motel movie part one in 2019 which was great so i saw an ad from the actual motel itself saying hey we're making a part two out here come stay with us it wasn't a casting call it was more marketing that just said hey you know we're come come rent a room we watch a movie being made right and i'm thinking Huh. Yeah, the wheels are spinning now, and I'm like, (laughs) well, I either can die in DC or I'll die entering an ad in the desert. So I I find the yeah, I find the the director exactly. I find the director online. Never met him before, uh, Joe Kelly, and I message him and say, hey, I see you're making a clown motel too. I'm a fan of the first one. Hey, need any help? And he's like, hey, if you can make it out here, we'll put you up. And I'm like, fuck yeah. All right, so. So two, now, one of two things are going to happen. A, I have a great time, or B, I get my ass kicked and I get to hear I told you so the rest of your life. Either way, it's a good, either, <laughs> you know, you know, either way, it's a good story. Either, it's a win-win. Learn, it's a win-win. Learn, right? It's a win-win, right? So, you know, and, there's I, nothing we're not trying. Exactly. It's, and either way, it's a win in my book. So, I like, make it out there or get put up, get to be one of the clowns, get some good scenes in. And, oh, cool. Yeah, actually, and the movie should be out sometime this year. Um, and will it be available? Like, uh, are they distributing it like Blu-ray? Is it going to be like YouTube or? It'll be the first ones on Amazon. Hulu, uh, Amazon. Hulu Amazon Prime. Gotcha. The first ones on Prime right now. Cool. Prime Voodoo. Hulu. The first Clown Motel is on right now. Yeah. Okay. And no, you're in part two. And I'm and I'm in part two. Right. So it's just uh yeah it's beginning it just continuation. And so that know. was like you got the acting bug from got that. the acting bug from that because I was like, yeah, we'll Did try. Did you do uh, anything like so growing up though? I, yeah. So just because like when I was a kid, I I was a theater brat. Everyone knows that. But I was also like as a kid like putting on plays in my house for my mom. I would hang sheets from the bunk beds and as a curtain. I had that like as a kid doing that. Did you do anything like that? Was were you kind I, of like I like this? And then all of a sudden you're like I remember when I did this and I'm gonna do this now. I was right. So I know I I was kind of the something similar. I was kind of the guy who would kind of put a perform yeah put a performance on for his parents and brothers. Right. Like I was I'm the only horror guy in my family. My brother, my brothers tolerate it. Parents hated it as, you know, what, you know, which is what, you know, parents. So do you know but where, like, your horror, like, came I, from? Like, where your love for horror came from? You know, from? It's, actually, it's a good question. I don't know. I tell people where most teenagers, or teenagers, young kids, 
sneak down in the middle of the night to watch porn. I'm the one guy who sneaks down in the middle of the night to watch fucking Freddy, right? Like nice. everybody else might. I mean, not okay. I, maybe not that I'm not doing both, but I was gonna I'm say I'm splitting my okay. Come on. Okay, okay. Fifty fifty, right? All right. Everybody else like, is everybody else is much, if, if you're watching that, you're definitely watching some Emmanuel. All right. Uh, yeah. I had my I had my I had my skin I had my skin taxi cab confessions Emmanuel. Obviously. Yeah, I mean real sex real sex taxi cab confessions. I mean how could you not? I mean, we need to have Uber confessions. To think oh. about. We, need to, we need to have Uber confessions now. You think you need to? I it can imagine. Like Someone should have. That's you know? a that's an untapped. I mean, that's don't our idea. People. Our idea. Don't we're having them. that. I have some Uber friends that like do sell, just like straight up sell drugs in their Uber. Like to people, like, hey, do you want? Oh no, I've had some this? Uber drivers this? or like Lyft drivers that have just been like, "Yep, I've got people fucking here. I've got a girl sucking a guy's dick off here," and I'm like. Shh, don't tell me. Like, write it down and throw it on a blog. Yeah, like, I mean, they, yeah, no, that's, that's an untapped priest. We need to look into that. We could make it, make a few Yes! Bones. Patent pending, my everyone. Patent pending. Our idea. But, so, so that being, so that being said, yeah, growing up, I was the only one to like horror. I don't know how I got started. I think I just started watching movies, got into it. And then I would put, like put performance on performances on for my family. I would like put sheets over my head and be like, "Oh, I'm Jason or Freddy or or just anybody random." Just in my own mind, I'm some you know put a sheet over my head. Now I'm some kind of monster yeah. just walking around. Of course, my parents laugh at it because you know you entertain your kids, of course. And then so performances really just that nothing theater wise. Just in my own mind, I was doing my own you know yeah, similar to yourself. Well. I was right, entertaining right, right. or trying to entertain my family. It was just like, oh, you know, I'm you know have putting plastic silver on my hands or walking around freaking a mask on, just eh, doing that kind of thing. But it never really left. Like, again, I've always, in my older years, again, going to all these horror cons for the last decade, just, yeah, looking at people at these tables, selling their movies and discovering new, cool new things. And it's like, well, actually, might, one of these days might be kind of cool to do this. But, you know, don't have a background. But when I, when I saw that ad and I was like, hey, get to be an extra, then just kind of balloon from there. And I actually got to meet other people to do uh, so I actually did that to Clem Hotel. I actually did two movies out there. On uh, a set of Clem Hotel 2, another director, Joe Luhan, he makes his own movies called The Immortal Wars. And what those are, so he, he writes his own comic books, mm-hmm. very Marvel-esque. He has this thing called Rabbit Drain Universe where he makes all these movies with interconnecting characters. It's like one, it's like Marvel, one giant universe, different movies, shows, all these characters interconnect. Yeah. And then I was on set of Clem Hotel 2, I met him and he said, hey, would, you like, would you like to come play this character for me, a villain in my next Immortal Wars movie? And I'm like, I mean, at the same time, like, Clem Hotel 2 wrapped, and the next day, or that week, before I left Vegas, I went to his studio and filmed, it was, it was just a couple scenes, but still, I was like, I mean, yeah, like, why not? So that was a real... Like awesome. real, so yeah, right, right off that, right off, he brings you in to do that. Brings him in to do that. That's awesome. Right, choreographed scenes, like, real dialogue. Yeah. And that's coming out, um, actually, it's coming out this year as well. So, and then just met other people uh, from those two shoots. I've been with, speaking of podcasts, this group called Hellfire Radio. Yeah. So, I think when I met you, I was promoting Hellfire yeah, Radio. that's right. Uh, yep. I follow them on Instagram. So, what, what was that all about? What did you do on that? So, Hellfire, so one of the main clowns, uh, his name is, uh, so Dustin Peterson, He and him and, uh, at the time, Kelsey, they're two clowns, Scoops and Mischief. They were main villains in Clown Motel 2. They have a radio, uh, online podcast media group called Hellfire. Mm. So they, they do a different podcasts, different online shows, like, like mainly horror shows, bringing celebrities to different, do different, you know, interviews with them. Yeah. So I joined them 
Okay, I met them in Climb Hotel too, we got along. So I've been at them ever since. I've joined as a content creator. I do movie reviews, go to different shows, promote them. I might do a podcast one of these times, but I've been saying that for a year and a half now, but I'm a kind of behind the scenes kind of guy. Right. So through Hellfire, I've also met other celebs along the way, other going to cons, promoting them. So really, again, from Clem Hotel too, just met a ton of people through Hellfire. It's just kind of ballooned from there. See that, I like this. I like these stories like this because like I talk to, and, and you can attest to this, you go to all these cons, you talk to people. I talk to a ton of people mm-hmm. and they're all like, well, how do you blah, 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 or I can't do this. I can't, but you can do these things. It's not like if you want to do something, just try to do it. You never know, you know, and that's like, look, look, you're, you're I, a, a, a test. We can attest to that. You're a proof oh, of that. Definitely. You're like, Hey, I'm going to give this a try. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it doesn't, but you never know unless you try. And then look like, and we'll talk about like, what's going on from there sure uh, before i don't want to get ahead of ourselves but yeah you yeah. did that but like um you know mike i was in a movie as well uh i, <laughs> I told you that uh <laughs> you did not so uh here you come similar like i well it's kind of a similar situation in that like uh but i was you know i did theater and i'm just touring in my bands and stuff like that and through playing in bands like i uh i met this guy his name is jeremy sumrall and he played drums in a couple of bands that we played, you know, played with like here and there. And, you know, whatever, we're friends. I don't, you know, you see people here and there, but he's with them. So I see he's like, he makes this horror movie in Houston. Um, and it's, you know, it's cool. And then they also did this thing in Houston. Um, fuck, I forget what it's called, but my man, Nick P, shouts out, Nick. Nick! Nick you was, know Nick. Yeah, you know Mike, my, you know Nick. Big fat Nick. The, Mexican uh, dude, that's, the, always, that's usually that's with me. Always- Oh yeah, yeah. He was a new, he was a New Jersey resident. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Nick's a professional. Nick, I love you. He's a professional videographer, filmmaker. Yeah. They do this thing. I forget what it's called, but it's like you have you you get a team, a film team together, and you have forty eight hours uh, to make a like fifteen or ten minutes, like something short. But it's like everyone gets like like a theme and a weapon or whatever and like you just go and then like it's pretty oh, fucking yeah. badass because we got to go to like the alamo draft house which is a theater like yes a alamo yeah, they're, and, they're 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 legit and they show everyone's film and it's it was pretty cool so jeremy that this guy jeremy summerall he did that as well so i'm like looking through facebook one day and kind of like how you said he put something up he's like hey i've got uh this is a casting call for this movie i'm doing um you know, if you're interested, I need your headshot, your resume, DM me, whatever. And I'm like, that's doing the most. I might want to. And I just, I just like, just shot on message like, hey, dude, what's going on? Um, hey, I, I don't have a headshot. I don't have any resume, but if I can come audition, I mean, I, I might, I mean, that would be cool if you let me. And he was like, dude, absolutely. Hell come yeah. down and audition. Heck yeah. So it was like at a hotel, like in a conference room type thing. Like you wait outside, he brought you in. They had like the, the DP and this AD and all this shit. They like watch you like give me some some scenes. And like they had me read this scene with this this girl who's playing this part like a couple of times because they were like, yeah, you could be like the stoner guy in this in this movie. And so they read a little bit and then like, all right, thanks. You know, I went and then he cast it. You know, he sends me a message like, hey, man dude I, i'm really sorry but like we were gonna go with someone else for this part that just had better chemistry with so-and-so 
man, thanks so much for coming. Like he was really like almost apologizing to me. I'm like, dude, I just wanted to come out and try. That's dude, awesome. That's, that's like, what it's, I, yeah, that's what I was it's like, about. Thank I mean, you. You don't yeah. have to like make any excuses. Like I'm a big boy. Like I didn't make, I didn't make it. Like that's cool. But good luck, dude. I can't wait to see the movie. So like smash cut to like maybe a couple, few weeks later, he's like, hey man, I have a part for you because in this movie, it's called, it was originally called Pickaxe 3. Uh, the pickaxe murders three. There was no part one or two. This was kind of like a thing he was like ah, doing. So yeah, it it then became just pickaxe. And uh, there's it takes place in the eighties, and it, it centers around this band, like these kids that are. It's a slasher flick, and the kids are going to see their favorite band, this huge eight band in the eighties. They're going to the concert, and that's how the things happen. So he cast me as the drummer in the band, and we were called. Uh, Fuck, I can't remember. It was a badass. Sacrilegious Desecration was the Ooh. name of the band. Um, and I so, like, like they, you know, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the drummer, like, you know, the whole thing. And uh, I showed up on set. You know, I was like, ah, what's up? You know, we go. It was, they filmed it at a, cl- the, the, my scenes are at a club in Houston where I played before. So it's like green room and shit. And I'm in there and like, we did a, uh, we're in the green room, supposed to be doing like partying before the show, and he's like, da da da, blah, blah. and he's got this one woman that he cast, like, and also this is a traditional like, kind of sl- slasher, like he's got tits in it whenever he can put them in there. So he has this one woman, and she's got very large fake breasts, and uh, she's supposed to like come in and get us to be like, hey, you guys got to get on stage, and he's like, yeah, maybe we should do something, like blah blah, and I was like, I have an idea. And he's like, what is it? And I was like, well, what if, like, you know, we all, she comes to get us to all go out and then we all do like a line of Coke off of her tits before we go on stage. And he's like, I like it. Let's do it. And of course she was like, okay. Ooda lolly, ooda lolly. What a time and what a day. That was uh, me and my buddy, Mike Katz, uh, talking about acting and horror and all kinds of good stuff. So if you want to hear the rest of that episode, please go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Join one of the tiers and you can uh, hear the rest of that and all the other episodes that are up there, the 100 episodes that are up there. And uh, also, please check out my buddy, Mike. He's a, he's a cool dude. So thank you for that. Now, Guys, last week, uh, you know, this past week on the past episode that last week, yes, God, this is good weed. Um, I, I, I spoke passionately about the Corey hotline and, uh, you know, uh, how it wasn't getting the love it, it needed. And, you know, we, we had somebody stepped up to answer the call. Literally, Corey did. But um, the Corey hotline, everybody, it's a phone number you can call any time of day or night to leave a message for me for the show. I'll play it on the uh, on the episode and we'll talk. You can ask me questions, comment on anything, whatever. Just say, hey, how you doing? It's nice. It's fine. Uh, 832-930-1347 is the phone number. That's 832-930-1347. Corey Hotline, alive and kicking, and uh, we have um, we have a call this week, and very happy for that. So let's let's go to the let's go to the tape here. Hey, John Wayne, it's Tobias. Um, I was wondering this week uh, if you saw the new Scream movie yet, and then if you did, what did you think of it? Uh, personally, it was about like a three and a half star for me. And then, so also, my other question was if you had any audiobooks in the work that you could talk about. Anyway, have a great day. Bye. 
Awesome. Uh, hey, Tobias, what's up, man? Thank you. Uh, thanks for calling, dude. I appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Um, always. I hope you're doing well, my, my sir. And uh, yes, yeah, so first question, have I seen the new Scream movie? Uh, no, but. I should have by now. The thing is that before I, we went on, the, here's the thing. Before we went on the road, uh, myself and Scarlett were trying to do like start at the beginning and watch them all and then go see the fifth one. But then we like left. Before, I forget what happened. We we couldn't get out to see it before we left. And we, we only got up to, we didn't get to through part four yet. Anyway, it's a mess and it's a lot of math involved. But um the cool thing is, you know, Nev Campbell has been at uh, a few of these cons uh, so far that I've already done. And so it's it's cool to see like the scream like hype back or, or whatever it is um, about that movie, because I, I really do enjoy. I love that franchise. I love the scream franchise. It's cool. I have love for it. Um, not perfect, but what is, and, uh, but it's, it's cool. And seeing Nev Campbell, it's like, oh man, dude, I was watching these fucking movies in you know, the theater in high school or whatever. So it's, uh, I have a lot of love for it. I want to uh, go, I'm going into it being like, well, I should like this. I've heard a lot of good things from people who, uh, like scream or who, who are into scream, but you know, that could just be nostalgia or, uh, whatever, you know, sometimes it's just people are like, whatever, I love it, you know, but I will watch it. I'm plan on watching it, um, hopefully this week before I leave again, and I will comment back on what I think about it. But uh, what I did see was the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think I talked about that a little bit, and I really enjoyed that. It is pretty rad. Um, all the kills and everything, it's like, pretty cool. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to talk about that on an episode of uh, Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne with my buddy Christopher Triana. So tune into that podcast on Thursdays for uh, the rest of that. Now, uh, other question, audiobooks. Now, yes, I know I'm, I I was like just cranking them out there pretty pretty uh, quick for a while, cranking them out and cranking off. But with the move and, and trying to get my studio set back up, it, it's kind of... Uh, taken longer than uh, I would like. However, that's uh, pretty fortuitous that you mentioned that because I am doing an audiobook and it has been announced. Uh, I'm working on it right now. It's uh, Maggots, uh, or Screaming Maggots by uh, our good buddy, Max Booth, or no, Maggots Screaming, I'm sorry. I don't know. Is maybe the title's not official. Anyway, yes, uh, by Max Booth the Third, and Max is a good buddy of mine. Uh, of course, I've had a lot of fun with him at some conventions. You can uh, check out some pa- the past episodes uh, in the feed there. Anything that says Max Booth the, is involved is a, a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, doing that, and I will be f- like pretty much getting back into it as soon as I'm done recording this uh, episode and we'll be hammering it hard this week because my goal is to have that completely finished before I leave again. So uh, yeah, so check that out. Hopefully be out there sooner than later. And uh, I, I, like I said, I fucking love Max and he's uh, he's awesome. He's definitely a fucking badass writer. So it, it is uh, great to work with, with him on this. And I appreciate that he tapped me for it. So that that's one I can talk about right now, uh, getting back in the, into it. And um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I promise you that. So anyway, Tobias, thank you so much for calling. Guys, you too can be like Tobias, who, which is awesome. And call the Corey hotline. 832-930-1347. You don't have to, you know, be drunk to call if, uh, you know, unless you want to be, you know, if you need some of that liquid courage, 
Go ahead, get into your your grandpappy's medicine cabinet or your your uncle's uh, hooch department and take a swig or two. Put put water in the bottle. They'll never know. If that's the courage you need to call the Corey hotline, then I give you that courage and 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 you give yourself the permission to do those things. Call the Corey hotline 832-930-1347. Okay, everybody. Now, like I said, we're back on format, baby. We're back on format. And that means it's time for our story portion of uh, the day. Now, you know, these things kind of come to me. I'll just be thinking about something randomly. I'll remember like, oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking of. But it, it, in my mind popped uh, a time back when I was a young, spermy lad of 16 and working at Kroger uh, as a, a sacker. And the times that I had there, but specifically the times I had with one of the security guards. So um, I believe we'll call this uh, security guard secure thyself. So like I said, the first job I had when I turned 16, abruptly as I turned 16, um, I was chomping at the bit to get out there in the workforce. Uh, I just wanted some money, money. I was at Kroger, the grocery store, uh, as a sacker. So, um, you know, and I've talked about this before. I I, I always look fondly back on that job. It's my first job. It was a lot of firsts, you know, learning that kind of thing there. Um, But as a sacker, you're basically like... um, any kind of like shitty work like or something you have to do cleaning you know it's not just all sitting at the end of the you know standing at the end of the the cashier ear fucking thing with a bow tie on putting shit in bags like oh how are you today mr freaking blue it's not all i know i know that sounds glamorous but it's not all that uh what but one thing about the bow ties is that really was our uniform when i first started you had to wear like a white button shirt like uh Long or short sleeves, whatever. We I wore a short sleeve one because, I don't know, like I'm Detective Sipowitz or something. Plus, it was hot. And then you had to wear like black shorts or slacks. And they give you a clip-on bow tie. Black bow tie that you wore. It was, what a time. What a time to be a sacker. But um, anyway, so like I said, you had to do all kinds of stuff. There, there, there was one particular shift that uh, every sacker got. Uh, once a week, you had to work it um, uh, the six to midnight shift or once every it depended if we had more sackers that where they could uh, kind of stretch it out, you might get away with every two weeks having to work the six to 12 shift, like six to midnight shift or, you know, it, it would get where you everyone just had to do it. And that is like they might as well just call it the shit shift or whatever, because you come in. I didn't mind it so much because. It's like only a six hour shift. It's already like kind of, you know, things are busy when you get there. But your first job is you have to walk around with this like big, you know, oversized garbage fucking cart on wheels or whatever and pick the trash up from every department. So like you had to go to the the deli and the fucking, you know, bakery and the butcher and the candlestick maker and everybody and get their all their trash and collect it. And then... uh you had to, you couldn't throw trash or anything. You had to, like, yeah, that was like the last thing you did. But you had to like put it like all in the back by the thing, get it ready. Then you had to like clean the bathroom, all this kind of shit. So, you know, there was a lot of uh, 
still fun times to be had. Oh, a great job was if you got dust mop duty where you could just like walk around with the big dust mop through the the aisles, just like boo doo doo dude, kill so much kill so much time doing that. Uh, and it was easy. But we're not talking about any of those things. This is just for perspective. One thing um that was uh I guess like a staple at a lot of the grocery stores, um, or at least the Kroger's, or you know, I I'd never not seen one growing up or around there was uh, there being a security guard, uh, like there all the time, right? Because that our Kroger was open, I think it was open twenty. What no, I think it might have closed at midnight and then maybe stayed open till twenty four hours at one point. But either way, they had a, a security guard, right? And I, you know, at first when I first started, you know, I'm like shy, I don't know anything. There's this dude like, like that's out there every day, and I I see the other slackers kind of chatting with him sometimes, and you know he's in his uniform and shit, and I don't know that I'm you know allowed to talk to anybody when you're out there getting carts. That was another job you had was carts. Like so, for an hour, you'd have to look at this this list by the punch clock, and it would say like between two and three, John Wayne, you have to get carts. So no matter like how hot or whatever was going on, you were out in the parking lot parking lawn parking lot getting the carts and, and bringing them back in you know we all seen that guy do that so i liked that job too because you weren't in the store you didn't have to fucking deal with people you could just bring in carts and i'd be out there thinking about shit and just like oh man, look at me you know so but one day i'm bringing in these carts and the security guard that's that's there's you know stops me he's like hey man what's going on you're new like i haven't talked to you or something like that kind of giving me a hard time about like uh, a little bit of gentle ribbing about like what man you don't want to talk to me like the, you know you you don't talk to me i was like i i, I don't know and then he's like i'm just fucking with you and uh you know he said and he introduced himself his name was Raytheel, and he started talking to me like what do you do what how old are you what do you you know just like normal just kind of like yeah i do this and he was like, oh, you know, this person, you know, I go to, I go to school with them in there. And it just was like a naturally struck up like a, fr- a friendship, like where I would see like this guy, he was there, I guess the weekdays on the weekends, he wouldn't be, he didn't work. It'd be a different security guard. But every weekday, you know, after school, you go there, I'd start working. There's, uh, there's Raytheel and he's, you know, got some other story to tell me. He would tell me some crazy shit like, um, well, he first he was he he drove a motorcycle. He, he like blew my mind with some shit because he he drove a motorcycle like a, a crotch rocket type of thing, right? Um, and you know, so he'd have his helmet that he put behind the fucking counter inside, but he you know had his backpack with all this shit, and uh, he would tell me and he's like, yeah, I ride. That's my motorcycle. You know, you ever ride a motorcycle? I'm like, no. And he's like, and he was, he was he would tell me how like that he goes super fucking fast and he's gotten it up to this and that and he and his buddy and uh and then he started telling me about how they run from the cops because i'm like dan do you guys ever get pulled over he's like no nah, they try and i'm like what they try what are you talking about i'm 16 and he's like yeah he tells me the story how he uh he was just flying down you know 610 i think in houston and the cop like you know cops are trying to pull him over so he gets off the freeway and just like you know he's on a motorcycle he said i can just he's like man you can just like zip 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 and he like zips into a neighborhood kills his lights turns off the engine and he backs up into like a yard somebody's yard he said and just he sat there like in the shadows like under a tree or whatever it's like in the neighborhood and he said like the cops like drove down the street slow looking for him 
when they passed and they got down to the end of the block, he like hit it and just like went back the other way, got on the freeway and was gone. That blew my mind. I was like, you're a true outlaw, dude. Whoa, that's a, do they, is there a wanted poster with you? No, I mean, not like that, but I was, I was really kind of like blown away by that. Like, man, that's crazy. This guy's like running from the cops on his motorcycle and shit. And uh, another thing that was like, interesting was like all the security guards these these were armed security guards okay they they weren't police officers they worked for a security guard company or security company but they they had weapons like he had a nine millimeter and like the guy on the weekends had like a i don't know like a 38 special or some shit but like they had guns so he's like out there wearing a gun and i'm like i was like did you have your gun when you were when you were running from the cops, he's like, yeah, I always have my gun. And I'm like, of course you do. Jeez. Wow. Wow, mister. This is so keen. And then uh, that was pretty cool. So he would tell me really awesome adventures like that. And uh, then I was like, he asked me one day, he's like, do you play video games? And I was like, uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I had a Super Nintendo or whatever. That, But this is like the Sony PlayStation had just come out, the first one. And he's like, oh, man, you got to get on this PlayStation tip, you know, and he was telling me all about it. And he had it. He had his system with him, like in his backpack, like all set up. And he was he was like a serious gamer, you know, back when I, there, I mean, I guess gaming has been serious for years. But he was he was the first, like, I guess, serious gamer that I was friends with because I was like Jesus Christ dude this is like you have the whole set why do you have this with you and he's like oh because I'm gonna go over to so-and-so's house when I get leave here and we'll set up and we'll play uh, you know NFL game day and then I'll take it I was like whoa like that was also for some reason such a foreign concept to me that you you would take your video game system with you you know for me in my head it's like yeah you you hook it up to the TV and then it it lives there and you have to dust it every week when you clean your room or your mom won't let you play. Like that's that's where your video games go, not in your backpack with a gun while you're running from the police. But, you know, little did I know that is where they go. Uh, so he actually got me like kind of into that. And he was like, go in there on your break, take one of the magazine, goes, get the PlayStation magazine, just read, just read it and check it out. Just see what I say. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I still didn't even know what the fuck I was reading, like when specs and stuff, but I knew that the games looked awesome. So I would ask him, uh, about the games because he just would play them all. He's like, yeah, I got the, uh, anything would come out. He would just buy it, buy it, you know, and have the game. And he would just tell me about them. And I love to hear stories about the games. No, but uh, he, you know, that's how I w- was like, oh, maybe I do want a PlayStation, you know, and, and he kind of got me interested in that that stuff. And he was really cool to talk to. Another really cool thing about this dude was he, he always had like great advice about shit, you know. Now, like I said, I'm 16 years old. This guy, like, you know, when you're, you know, you look at somebody that's just older than you at that, at that point, and you just are like, well, they're an adult. They, they know everything. Like, you know, they, they're an adult, you know, he's got a gun. He knows what he's talking about. But in reality, like, you know, I was 16. This guy was probably 22 or 23. And I remember being, you know, and then you look back and you're like, when I was 22, I don't know. I still don't know the fuck I'm talking about. And I don't give me a gun. But uh, yeah, so that like <laughs> thinking back on that is like, oh, man, that's so funny. But he had g- the advice he'd give me like, you know, one day I'm like uh, get bringing carts in and I'm all fucking sweaty. It's hot and, and everything. And like I said, I'm 16. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the midst of becoming a man or whatever. And I'm like, uh, I was, you know, my face was broken out. I had pimples on my my chin, you know, and shit. And like he was like, 
hey man you all right like you're hot like it's hot today i was like yeah fuck it's hot and he was like man you know what's good for uh good for those pimples for your breakout and i'm like oh you know because you you don't want anyone to call you out on your pimples ever but like especially when you're young and fragile and i was like oh yeah no i'm gonna know he's like eating pussy and i was like really yeah man you eat some pussy they go right go right away man they clears it right up and uh it's like really so anyway that was some good advice he gave me and you know uh if at first you don't succeed i say try and try again now um the uh, what unfor- oh oh here was another awesome thing bef- before i get to the last one was uh the the texas lottery had just kind of it was a new thing like we had a state lottery that this that started up like around this time when i was in high school and so they had scratch off tickets and and they put a machine like a like a dispenser or whatever in our our kroger where you you put the money in you know and hit the button and the the scratch offs come out so he would, we would like go in together on, on, he's like, you know, I'd get my tips or whatever. And he'd go in there and just like kind of stand against the machine. Like he was doing shit and feed the money back into it and get the, the, um, the tickets all like fucking nonchalant. Like he wasn't doing anything. I don't know if he had to pretend he wasn't doing anything or he just wanted to either way, pretty slick and cool. So unfortunately, uh, I never got to give him a proper goodbye because I came in one day and uh, he wasn't there. I think maybe the weekend guy was there or somebody knew. And I was like, oh, where's Raytheon? And I'm like asking around. And uh, fi- like the finally the weekend security guard, whoever was taking his place, was like, ah, I don't think he's not going to be back here, man. And I was like, oh, shit, what happened? It's like, nah, he fired, he, he fired the gun the other night. And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, someone was, uh, you know, I guess running out with a ham or some shit. And he goes chasing after him. And uh, I guess didn't shoot at them, but was like giving them a warning shot of like, I have a gun and will shoot you type of thing. And I don't know what the procedure is. I mean, you have a gun. What what do you use it for? I don't know. But anyway, uh, apparently he was um, uh, asked maybe a guest not to come back uh, to employment after that. Or I don't know, at least not to our Kroger. But I never, ever forgot about him. And sometimes I do... You know, when I'm at a grocery store, even now, and I see, you know, the kid dragging the carts in uh, and he's sweaty or they're sweaty or they're wearing rain gear because it's fucking nuts outside. I think about that. I look back on my times as a sacker and I'm like, hell yeah, I did that. But I also do think of of my man, Raytheon, and, uh, and that good, good advice about eating pussy. <laughs> All right, there you go. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I appreciate it so much. It's good to be back. But uh, again, I will be right back on the road in another week and a half at uh, AuthorCon in Williamsburg, Virginia, part of the Scares That Care um, uh, charity event. And it is an awesome event. I hope that uh, everyone out there uh, in the area can come out and check it out. Um, if you're coming, hit me up. Let's have a beer, party at the table, come to the booth. Let's hang out. I'll be there. I'll be in Atlantic City. I'll be in Nashville. I'll be back in Vegas. And then I'll be in Texas for Texas Frightmare. Go to johnwayneisdead.com uh, to the show's page. And you can see those dates plus all the ones coming after that for the rest of the year and see if we will be together if we're destined. Also, while you're there, check out the shop page at johnwayneisdead.com. You can get one of the bookmarks before they are gone and uh, as, uh, many other things 
things, my books, uh, records, t-shirts, everything will come signed and with some special goodies for you uh, because I appreciate you so much. But any support is appreciated. You can get my books anywhere you get books, Amazon, Kindle, all that good stuff. And uh, I thank you so much. Don't forget to follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And uh, you know me. I'll be out there and uh, I will see you soon. Bye.